0: A naked man broke into a church. The police chased him around. Finally caught
1: him by the organ. Welcome to the Four Corners Crimecast. My name is Jake. My name is Rory.
2: And I'm your host, Katie, and today we are talking about the murder of Mackenzie Lewick.
0: And where'd you do your research for this one, Katie?
2: This one was basically just various Utah newspaper sites, KUTV mainly.
1: Shout out to KUTV. The only TV for Channel 3 in Utah. I think it's Channel 2. Well, I tried.
0: Actually, I don't remember. It's been a long time. Could be three. And uh, where are we going for this one, Katie?
2: This one is in Salt Lake City, Utah.
0: Ooh, I know some of those those grounds. Rory's stomping grounds. You want to go ahead and start us off, Katie?
2: Mackenzie Lewick was born in El Segundo, California, a small beach town home to around 16,000 people.
0: Uh, a tribe called Quest left their wallet there. Their f- their famous hit song is I Left My Wallet in El Segundo. No?
2: I don't listen to them, so I don't know. Wow. Mackenzie had three brothers, one older and two younger. She was raised a Mormon and had a happy, carefree childhood.
1: I feel like happiness is relative to Mormons, though, because they don't actually ever get to experience anything that really could bring you happiness. I don't know. If ignorance
0: is bliss, then I'm sure there are plenty of happy Mormons.
1: I guess. They just think that it's, like, fun to spend the whole fucking week with your family. (laughs) Idiots. (laughs) Stupid.
2: During high school, she was a part of the swim and water polo teams, as well as helping form a group for breast cancer awareness.
1: What exactly is water polo?
2: Polo, but you're in water and there's no horses. As her graduation date approached, Mackenzie knew that she wanted to attend college somewhere outside of El Segundo.
1: Somewhere like... Sixty times larger, maybe.
2: Although she had many friends and a loving family, Mackenzie felt it was time for her to begin branching out and experiencing new things.
1: Like makeup and carbonated beverages.
2: When she graduated in 2014, she decided to attend the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. She majored in pre-nursing and kinesiology and joined the Alpha Chi Omega sorority. Friendships began to blossom, and she attended most of the sorority social events and participated in charity work for domestic violence awareness. Like any other college student, Mackenzie enjoyed going to bars and having the occasional drink. By the time she'd moved to Salt Lake City, she'd stopped attending church and no longer practiced Mormonism.
0: She had tasted a little bit of freedom.
1: Don't the Mormon kids get to go off for like a week or something and be he- like heathens every time?
2: <laughs> you think of the Amish? The Mormons do that too, don't
0: they? Right. It's a uh, rumspringer in the Amish community, in the Mormon community, it's called uh ditch the Joseph. It's just called college they all They all just dick around and stuff. I just don't know. All they do not sluts, actually right? they actually do not do that. There's yeah, that's no just the Amish. One week off. That's just the Amish, and I think it's a year off. I'm not 100 percent positive, but
1: so the Mormons don't get to ta- you know, like go out and party. Technically, sure they do. Do they, do they still let them come back and be Mormons? Sure they do. They welcome them back.
2: I'm pretty sure it takes a lot to get kicked out of your church, doesn't um, it?
0: Not really. You have to be. If you're a young girl, all you have to do is be molested, and then you get excommunicated.
1: Ah, because that's okay. your fault. Mm-hmm.
0: Always.
2: Mackenzie also began dating, having two serious boyfriends before 2019, when she began dating casually. She was close with her friends in Utah and California, but stayed busy attending class, participating in her sorority, and working, so it wasn't every day that they would hear from her. In June of 2019, Mackenzie's grandmother passed away, who she was close with. Mackenzie flew to California to attend her funeral, leaving the evening of the 16th. At two AM on june seventeenth, Mackenzie texted her mother to let her know that she had landed at Salt Lake International Airport safely. At 2 09, Mackenzie deplanes and collects her luggage, then books a ride via lift at 242. Her destination was set for Hatch Park, located in North Salt Lake, and she was dropped off at 3 AM.
1: The best part about well not the best part, there's no best part about a crime, but the crimes that happen in the, you know, recent times all this technology so all this stuff that when we were watching csi when we were kids and we were like if only they had a tracker in their pocket
2: the lift driver watched as mckenzie got into the car of another person who was waiting for her at the park he told detectives she did not appear to be distressed in any way and seemed to know the person that picked her up after she was dropped off mckenzie disappeared no one heard from her or saw her and after three days she was reported missing to the salt lake city police Her friends assumed that she'd just been off the grid after her return from California because she was upset and mourning the loss of her grandmother. After her family failed to get into contact with her, she was reported missing.
1: Off the grid? What, was she like a hippie and she would just like ditch her cell phone and go live in the woods?
2: Sometimes you just don't want to text people back. For four days, police did basically nothing, claiming that there was no reason to believe that Mackenzie was in any sort of danger.
1: So that's like a week that she's been missing already at this point?
2: Mm-hmm. By the 24th, after watching her friends post missing person flyers and attempt to find her themselves, they stepped up the investigation, opening a tip line and searching Mackenzie's phone records.
1: Finally. They let the people do all the legwork.
2: Basically, yeah. They did not do a good investigation.
1: Hey, are we out of ink? Yeah, we're still out of ink put off that uh, missing person search for a couple days so the family prints up their own flyers.
2: They discovered that she had agreed to meet a man named Ayula Ajay at Hatch Park on June 17th when she went missing. The two had been in contact since 2018 when they met on a website called Seeking Arrangement. The website boasts that they provide relationships quote-unquote on your terms their mission statement reads, quote, seeking arrangement delivers a new way for relationships to form and grow. Sugar babies and sugar daddies or mamas both get what they want when they want it.
1: What do the sugar mamas want? They want sex a, and they companionship. Want shower you in gifts wear you like a coat. Like a mink coat? Yeah. Cuz I've heard of sugar daddies and I've even heard of sugar babies, but I didn't know there were sugar mamas.
2: According to her friends, no one knew Mackenzie had been active on seeking arrangement.
1: So was Ayula a poser daddy? Did he really have the sugar, or was he just coming in with the salt?
2: For your typical sugar daddy, he was not, I guess, like, fitting of the stereotype. He was young. He was poor. He was, (laughs) yes, he didn't have a lot of money. I don't know exactly, like, what his net worth was. I don't know if he had enough to actually, like, have a sugar baby. But based on his careers, he did not. And he was also only 31, which is young to be out seeking sugar babies. Usually it's older men who are retired and...
1: Did he have salt and pepper hair?
2: No, it was just black.
0: I'm trying to think. Having a sugar baby would be so exhausting.
1: Not really. I think you just give them your checkbook and they shut up most of the time.
2: Why so it's it just like, I don't know.
0: I kind of feel like you have to like get them things and do stuff with them. Like
2: that's the, literally the whole point. Like you wouldn't seek out a sugar baby unless you wanted to do those things.
0: Oh, well, that sounds really exhausting and not no, enjoyable. Don't be a sugar daddy. I don't want to be a sugar daddy. The I want to be point. a sugar boy. <laughs> <laughs> Someone that gets gets Roy gets needs a sugar mommy. <laughs> yeah.
2: So the whole point is that you are seeking companionship and you have the money to basically pay, pay for a companionship. Yes, so you pay someone who is also looking for financial support and that likes expensive things. You pay them to go out, you buy them gifts, you take them on like lavish vacations and then in turn, you have arm candy and usually there's sex, but sex is not a requirement. There are some sugar baby, sugar daddy situations where no sex is ever exchanged.
1: So <laughs> those you, guys are incels. You know
0: a lot about sugar babying, Katie.
2: I mean, I had to research this episode, so. <laughs>
0: sure, sure. So if I were to go to the website right now, I wouldn't find your profile?
2: No. Sugar
1: baby profile.
0: Okay. Where do I go to sign up for this?
2: It's seeking.com. Or mm, okay. Ayula Ajay was born in Nigeria, but held a green card, allowing him to live and work in the U.S., He attended the University of Utah off and on before he was eventually barred from returning to campus for problems with his visa and apparently stealing an iPad.
1: Real sugar daddy type stuff right there. (laughs) In
2: 2015, he was allowed to return but never graduated. Ajay worked briefly for the Army National Guard before bouncing around between positions at high-profile tech companies.
1: Oh, tech daddy.
2: He was also an author of a book titled Forge Identity.
1: An author daddy.
0: (laughs) He's just book daddy.
2: No, he was not. He could be any of those other things except for an author. Why is that? Because he's horrible at writing, apparently. The plot summary reads, Ezekiel was almost 15 when he witnessed a gruesome murder. An angry mob burned his neighbor alive in the street, and the man died at his feet. Sadly, it was not the last time he witnessed such horror. With his well-respected father as a guide and mentor, Ezekiel saw this death, then a death much closer to home when he found a loved one was killed in the same brutal, terrifying way 50 feet from him, and he could do nothing to stop it. Staggering to recover from these severe traumas, he finds relief and joy in meeting his first love, becomes embroiled in grand theft, and experiences heartbreaking betrayal. Ezekiel must decide if he will join the ranks of a criminal mastermind, or fight to escape the tyranny that has surrounded his young life, or even beat them at their own game. When trust is lost, can he even trust himself?
0: All right, I'm good on that book. I feel like you didn't do
1: it justice.
2: Because <laughs> I was laughing halfway through it.
1: You need some more uh, conviction in your voice when you read something so profoundly written. I
2: know. Just...
0: Do you... Okay, so is this just his life story?
2: No, none of this happened to him. Oh. He did this.
0: <laughs> he wrote the book?
2: He wrote the book and then he murdered and burned someone alive, but he did not have oh, any of this get... happen to him. So it's been pulled from Amazon since McKenzie's murder, but it's still listed on Goodreads, which is basically a...
0: Book review site. Yeah,
2: you just review books and...
0: But apparently to get on there, you don't have to be a good read. All you have to have done is write a book.
2: Yeah, basically, and most of them are now just one star. This guy is a literal murderer, but there's a couple that are actual reviews, and these people all apparently won this book in a Goodreads giveaway in (laughs) exchange for reviewing it, so these are what they think. So the first one, quote, The sheer number of inconsistencies, spelling, and grammar mistakes make this book impossible to read because they are such a huge distraction. Quote, this was awful convoluted and messy it seemed as though many parts were written with speech to text with many autocorrect errors it requires serious editing but i'm not sure even a good editor can put this in good shape so obviously his right his career as an author did not continue after this one
1: i would have been really surprised that the book sucked after reading the back of the book (laughs)
0: I don't think they're giving it a fair shake. It sounds like this man poured his heart and soul into a book about a young man named Ezekiel who sees his neighbor beaten to death and that causes trauma. That trauma is then washed away like the sins of the lamb with blood and revenge and murder and other subplot. I mean, isn't it? And then that...
2: it happens again. Just like surprisingly, <laughs> people keep burning alive fifty feet in front of him.
0: Yeah, he's just not very good at having a fire extinguisher on him. You and think after the first time he would have just carried it around? S-
2: somehow he gets invited to be a, cris- a criminal mastermind.
0: Well, he was. In- I, see, the reason I thought it was his life story was because, you know, the grand theft, and he stole an iPad.
1: Yeah, but there, the, the way you know it's not his life story is there's no parts in there where he calls himself Daddy.
2: <laughs> Audrey, also, I'm not sure I'm saying that right. I like it. Audrey? I, Audrey? Ajay. Everyone said it differently in all of the news.
1: So there's a NFL running back who spells his name like that, and they call him A Ajay? Ajay. <laughs> Try that.
2: He also just went by AJ. I can call him AJ.
1: We'll just call him Anal Justice, because that's probably what he's getting these days. (laughs) Good old Anal Justice. (laughs) You're
0: sentenced to four years of Anal Justice.
2: (laughs) Ajay also had a few run-ins with the law. He's accused of rape in 2014, but charges against him were eventually dropped. In March of 2018, he met a woman on a dating app and invited her to his home. As the two watched television on his couch, Ajai began forcefully kissing and touching her. When she attempted to get away, he pinned her down and bit her three times.
1: And she lived to tell this story? Yes. Luckily for her, because most, like, nine out of 13 vampire bites end in death. Well, she was only bit three times, so she got six more. You get nine bites? No, nine people out of 13 people. Oh, that's uh, quite the ratio,
2: his ex-wife also came forward and reported that after their separation, Jai threatened to have her kidnapped and killed and would become extremely aggressive any time she did not do what he wanted.
1: So he's a pretty normal, healthy, functioning fellow?
2: Mm-hmm. No psychopathy anywhere to be found.
1: Well, I heard that he saw two people burned directly in front of him. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fuck up anyone.
2: Jai also was shopping around for a contractor to do some work on his basement. He asked one man if he could build him a small room under his front porch, claiming he wanted to keep and drink his alcohol there because his Mormon girlfriend did not know he drank. Not only did he want a secret room, he wanted it to be soundproof so he could listen to his music as loud as he wanted.
1: Wink, wink.
2: Oh, and he wanted it biometrically secured with fingerprint locks and hooks hanging from the walls and ceilings. But it was absolutely 100% just... For his alcohol.
1: And to listen to music.
2: Not a murder room.
1: And to hang entire deer carcasses from the ceiling. and Walls. I would say this is a
0: fairly ordinary request. I would love to have a little hidey hole speakeasy in my
1: basement. With hooks on the ceiling? I mean, if you wanted to hang sausages or something. Sausages that only you can get to because they're biometrically (laughs) locked in there. Those are my fucking fiddlesticks.
0: Here's, Here's the thing, though. Is that, uh, why would he even ask someone to put hooks in the wall? Just do that later. Like, you want a creepy oh, room. Oh, he
2: wanted them anchored into the concrete.
1: And he did not know how to run
0: a He drill. did not know what a hammer drill was. So... He
2: <laughs> wanted them, like, able to support the body weight of an adult. secured. According to Ajai, he planned to murder Mackenzie before he had even picked her up at the park that night. Before he left his home, he had turned off his security camera system so there would be no proof she had been there. Once they were inside, he zip-tied her hands behind her back and strangled her with his hands, a rope, and a belt.
1: So she went into his house uh, willingly, willingly, mm-hmm. and then like she thought they were just there to hang out, drink some wine, whatever, whatever, and then he just attacked her?
2: Basically, yeah. From what I saw some sources that said that the two had known each other. I mean, they've known each other since 2018. They've been talking. But I don't know if they'd ever actually hung out before. Some places said they had. Some places did not mention it. And she'd also never mentioned to any of her friends that she was talking to him. So I don't know if she was trying to keep it a secret. Huh. If she was, in, I, I don't know if she was maybe embarrassed by the fact that she'd met him on Seeking Arrangement.
1: She was probably embarrassed by the fact that her sugar daddy was poor.
2: The autopsy also revealed that Mackenzie had died from severe blunt force trauma to the head. After killing her, Ajay went out and purchased a gas can and gas, then burned and buried some of her belongings in his backyard and threw some in the Jordan River. The next night, he burned her body and buried it. Does this fucking guy not have any neighbors? He has neighbors and they said he had a bonfire, but it smelled really bad.
1: Ah, yes, it smells bad. Well, it couldn't be a human. Humans must smell sweet when they burn. (laughs)
2: On June 24th, police showed up at Ajai's home to question him. He provided them with an alibi, and they left, allowing him to dig up Mackenzie's burned remains and rebury them in Logan Canyon the next day. On June 26th, police served a search warrant on Ajai's home. Freshly dug patches of dirt and a cadaver dog led them to finding Mackenzie's burned property and some of her remains that had been missed by Ajai. It's
1: a good doggo. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: They also found dozens of boxes of ammo and the gas can he purchased after murdering Mackenzie. After two days of searching, Jai was arrested on June 28th. After initially denying meeting McKenzie the night of their disappearance, Jai eventually confessed to everything, including where he had moved her remains.
1: How long did he stick to his guns before he caved in to the pressure and spilled his guts?
2: I'm not sure exactly how long the interrogation was because I couldn't actually find it, but I think it was only, like, overnight. He changed his mind.
0: So much overwhelming evidence. They probably came at him with that. Like, listen, we have her body remains burnt in your backyard. We have her property found by dogs in your backyard.
2: And all of his phone records of him talking to her. Yeah,
0: you're going away forever.
2: During the continued search for evidence, police discovered child pornography saved to a Jai's computer, all depicting children between four and eight years old. He was charged with 19 counts of sexual exploitation of a minor the first-degree murder of Mackenzie Lewick, and the desecration of her body, along with the 2018 kidnapping and sexual abuse of the woman he met on a dating app.
1: The dating app was the one that he, um...
2: When he took her to the house and bit her, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, he vampired out on her.
2: On October seventh, 2020, Jai pled guilty to first-degree murder, desecration of a body, and second-degree forcible sexual abuse. He was given life without parole for Mackenzie's murder, plus five years for burning her body, And one to fifteen years for forcible sexual abuse. He is currently housed in Utah State Prison.
1: So Utah doesn't have the death penalty. I. I think they do, actually. I would think Mormons would be okay with frying some non-Mormons.
2: So, when you plead out, you escape the death penalty. Yeah. That's the whole point of pleading guilty to murder is so you, don't, you aren't sentenced to death. Why
1: would you ever plead out so that you have to go spend your time incarcerated after you are a child pornographer and a young girl murderer? Seems like you're just asking for many, many years of uh, AJ.
2: More than likely, he's in protective custody
1: so he's not getting he's not attacked
2: and he also they dropped the child pornography charges in exchange for him pleading guilty to everything else realistically it's possible that no one knows about it since it's not in any sort of like legal record
0: if you went to prison i don't know if it'd be on his paperwork but you're supposed to carry that around like your passport so if anybody ever checks you you can show them your paperwork so it's all in order that way you can just get straight on the yard and not have to worry about people finding out that you're Joe Moe and shit.
2: He was, I was reading about the the unit he's housed in. It was, um, I think it's no Okur. And it's basically, it's sort of like PC, but the way they described it was that they match younger inmates with older inmates. And the younger inmates, like, I guess help the older inmates with everyday tasks. And I think in exchange, they are in like a PC and type environment.
0: Hmm. That's weird.
2: I mean, I would not, if I was in prison, I wouldn't want a child pornographer, murderer helping me with anything ever.
0: Yeah. Is that going to do it for us this week, Katie?
2: That is it. Yep. Fuck
1: that guy.
0: Yeah. Fuck this guy. All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to send us an email at fourcornerscrimecast at gmail.com. That's F-O-U-R cornerscrimecast at gmail.com.
2: You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash fourcornerscrimecast on Instagram at fourcornerscrimecast, on Twitter at fourcornerscast. and at fourcornerscrimecast.tumblr.com.
1: And don't forget to give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Go to our website, fourcornerscrimecast.com. You get episode list. You can tell us episode you want to hear. You can get a sticker for free from our merch store. Put Bingo Bango in the shopping cart. Pow, pow. Get it for free. If you guys need to find a sugar mommy or a sugar daddy or a sugar baby, try somewhere besides Seeking Arrangements. I think there's got to be a more reputable.
2: This one seemed pretty reputable, but it was seeking.com for anyone Seeking. that is interested, I You're guess. interested
1: in getting murdered at 3 o'clock in the morning in a strange man's apartment as he screams,
0: Daddy! All right, guys, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. <laughs> Adios, motherfuckers! A woman in labor suddenly shouted, shouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't, didn't, can't. Don't worry, said the doctor. Those are just contractions.